Good day, listeners. Jonathan Darty here with another edition of the Pure Sex Radio program. Pure Sex Radio is produced by Be Broken Ministries. Be Broken's mission is to help men, women, and families move from sexual brokenness to wholeness in Christ and equip others to do the same. In today's episode, we talk about pain. We know this isn't a topic most of us like to talk about, but all of us will face pain of various kinds throughout life physical, emotional, psychological, relational, even spiritual. What if one day your life changed fundamentally because of pain? How well would you respond? What does pain reveal about our emotional health and maturity? Join us as we explore how to respond to pain with endurance and learn to suffer well. There can still be hope and even joy and gratitude in the midst of great pain. For helpful resources, visit BeBroken.com or check out links in today's show notes. And please rate and review the podcast after listening to help others find it. Now, let's dive into today's conversation on pain. Well, Stephen Cervantes, here we are again. Yes, here we are. Loved by God, redeemed and forgiven. Amen. Well, I'm excited about another day of life, another conversation that you and I get to have. I mean, you know, we've we've been talking for a lot of years uh, and uh yes, sometimes professor we have so, i'm a have, student today i have to admit sometimes i feel the the weight of that because i, I think oh. of the 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 proverb that talks about you know the the, the fool has uses many words oh, and, things like, oh. and i'm always like oh man i want to be careful how many words i say i need i need steven to talk more than i do <laughs> on the no. podcast so. i think it's a nice balance yeah, because yeah. while you're talking, I'm going, what am I going to say next? And where <laughs> am I on this script? And what am I doing here? So well, it's good. I need you to cover for the flaws yeah. and the fumbles and all that. You know? Well, and today we're, we are going to be addressing a, a really heavy topic, yes. you know, and, yes. and it's, it's, a, it's a topic that no one in life escapes. Mm. And it's the, it's the issue of pain. Okay. And so um, you brought this little outline that we've had here, and we're going to just see where it goes because I think there's so many ways that we can address the topic of pain. But why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about, because you were reading a book, you've been reading a book recently that's really gotten this idea of pain on your mind. So can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, so it's called The Deep Places. And his name is Ross Dothut, something like that, The Deep Places. Um, he was on the Christian Channel. I was watching. They were interviewing him. And he has Lyme disease. And he's had it for four or five years. And it's his journey through the sickness. Now, I have to tell you, the book is really entertaining about the journey. It's sort of weak on the spiritual side. doesn't give you... I kept waiting. Okay, give us the good spiritual stuff. Sorry, he's a little weak there. Um, and then in terms of the battle... it. Lyme's disease doesn't get cured. Mm-hmm. You treat it with antibiotics and lots of them and over and over. And he, it just talks about how he wanted his life back. He moved to a dream home in Connecticut and found out that it was kind of prevalent in that area. All the doctors had different treatments for it, but nobody had a cure. And it just talked about how his body went through tremors and shakes and he was dosing himself with with antibiotics. Wow. Couldn't sleep at night. He was thrashing and scratching and and it's like this Lyme's disease, it goes deep in your muscles and hides. And and he said he discovered 
He took a Chinese, he went to a Chinese doctor, he took an herb and it made him itch all over. And oh, he man. knew the bacteria was out. So then after he got it out and moving all through his body, then he would douse it with antibiotics and he would feel better. And it was like he's trying to learn his own body and deal with pain in his body. He went to all these doctors and some non-traditional. He did all these treatments, oxygen treatment. Mm. He did salt treatment. He did magnet treatment. He would do regular treatment and alternative treatment. He was trying everything. He went to a doctor for three years, and one of the doctors said, I'm, I have Lyme disease, and I'm, I'm sort of watching you wow. and following you because he, he's like a little guru. He's reading and learning. He's a, he's a columnist, a journalist that wrote this struggle. It was just fascinating. I want to get to the end, so I wanted to get the good stuff, but as it turns out, you can't cure Lyme's disease. All you can do is beat it back so your immune system can rise up and keep it in check, and then your immune system gets overtaken, and then it flares up. Then you gotta help your immune system by throwing antibiotics at it Mm -hmm. and bring it down. So, I mean, it was just a fascinating read. And, And I thought about suffering and and being cured and as we get older how things we never thought of as a kid you know you never thought you could fall down and really hurt your back right or your brain playing football you know running into walls for fun or being stupid with your head we never knew that we Mm -hmm. could damage these bodies uh, or that we might carry pain and so I got to thinking about this whole idea. What if one day your life changed and you got sick and you were going to be sick for the rest of your life? Hmm. Could you still love God? Could you still be a human being, a whole human being? Could you have a good life still? How would you be? Hmm. So that, you know, part of this is a reflection of your emotional well-being, right? Because if you're already negative and then you get sick, or if you're a worrier and you get sick, yeah, and that was one of the things that struck me as you're saying this. I, I immediately thought, you know, man, there's there's multiple types of pain, mm. right? I mean, on the one hand, you're talking about physical pain yes. here, right, in terms of yes. disease that the body can have, or even yes. just pain that can be inflicted in a sporting event or something like a, an That's injury right. to your body. But then I thought, man, there's so many other layers of pain. You have emotional pain, right? Yes. I think there can be psychological pain. Think of all the disorders that can happen. I mean, I think there's a there's a mix there between the physical and the mental, but there's lots of different pain that we can feel. And the psychiatrist he went to, because he went there too, said, hey, you need to get on antidepressants. And he said, well, no, I have Lyme's disease. Yeah. Something's going on in my body. You know, no, you need some antidepressants because it's all in your head. Whoa. You know, well, that was some of the medical advice he got. And I think you're right. I think, you know, brain organs, you know, the brain is an organ and it can malfunction. You know, people get depression and they get down and sad or they are flooded with anxiety. Yeah. And I think it's important. I don't want to I don't want anybody listening to think that I was essentially saying that you can experience any kind of pain separate from your body. Mm. Everything we experience in our lives, we experience through our body. Mm. But I guess what I was trying to say is not all pain is equal in terms of how it manifests in our minds and our hearts and our bodies. And, you know, so so I think 
it might be important at least make some kind of distinction that if I go if I break my leg um, there's a pain there there's a pain even in the recovery process but I think that's different from what you're talking about where there might be a chronic yes yes like incurable that's right pain that you were having to live with through the rest of your life and and can there be any purpose in that can there be any meaning can there still be joy peace that's right these things that we talk about in our spiritual disciplines our toolbox that's right we can have these things and i think i like what you said what happens if in you know a day you you get that diagnosis or whatever that may be can you still experience a fulfilled and full life that's right in the midst of that and that's where your faith is tested really right because i thought about lyme disease and they talk about chronic fatigue or fibromyalgia. Mm-hmm. They talk about three very difficult um, issues that science doesn't really understand yet. And they're trying to get ahead of it because I always think, well, there's medicine. We'll go get fixed. Mm-hmm. You know? My mother has arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis. She's in her 90s now. And her hands are gnarled. She says, I cannot clap my hands anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and yet her spirit is still young and alive. She's still like a a young girl, full of hope and promise. But her body is be, is betraying her. You know, so so the question I have is is how well are you living? Because if you're living well, then you got good tools to fight your illness with. But but if you're already struggling. You know, it's like a layer of pain on top of another layer of pain. Yeah, and what I'm hearing in this is because one of the things that came to my mind when you said, okay, so if you get this news that you have some kind of chronic pain mm-hmm. um, and you're, you know, let's say you were a type of person before that, is that going to, are you going to become more of that type of person, less right. of that type of person? It made me think of... I heard a uh, a statement one time by some somebody who might have been one of the people in the financial world or whatever um, that was saying, you know, money doesn't change you. It just makes you more of what you already were. Uh, yes. So in other words, if, if you were a selfish, greedy person with no money, you're going to be a colossal, selfish, greedy person with Wait, a lot of money. Interesting. If you were already a generous <clears throat> person with no money, you're going to be an incredibly generous person with a lot of money. Yeah. And so to me, what I think I'm hearing you say is when you say, are you living well, is are the deeper things of character and of of who you are as a person, as an image mm-hmm. bearer of God, are, yes. are you growing in those areas of your life and maturing in those areas so that when yes. various types of pain hit you, you're not just toppled. You're not just taken yeah. down or taken out. Is that right. some of what That's you're talking exactly about? That's exactly right. And you can see people that are hopeful when they get in a fight, they still want to be hopeful. Mm-hmm. But that if you're a worrier, you got you got another issue to worry about, you know, those kind of things. So one of the frames I was thinking about is that pain is a growth opportunity. Because when you are not in charge of your body and your body is sort of fighting against you, 
don't you have to have a, a way to deal with that? Because obviously we want comfort. I get that. But emotionally, will pain make you bitter? Will you shake your fist at God? Will you say, are you asleep? Where are you? Because my perception is everything comes through God. Nothing comes, nothing happens. It's not God approved. He's not surprised. Guess what? I wasn't looking at evil. Passive, right? Evil yeah. got snuck in on and I wasn't looking. It's right. like, oh, no, no, no. Your assignment from the beginning has been to experience this pain. Because if you give yourself to me, and I need you to walk through this piece that's going to shape you a certain way, then that's your assignment. Well, and I've, one of the other thoughts I was having that I think can, can relate even really well to our, to our ministry when we're thinking about sexual brokenness and sexual sin yeah. is, you know, uh, even temptation is a type of encounter with mm-hmm. pain, Right. Yeah, it's a challenge. Because That's the right. temptation is saying, hey, I want to I give you an easy way. I, I want to give mm. you a way that's outside of the sacrifice you need to make, outside of maybe some of the burden you need to bear. It's, I, I want to I give you the easy way. Come, come look over this fence. Come, come take this journey over here. I promise you it'll be way easier. Mm-hmm. And so our system is having to make a choice and encounter a pain proposition and and what it looks like is I can go the way of temptation, and for a moment there will be this seeming yeah. seeming relief, but it's a pain proposition because there's going to be pain on the back end of that. Or I can actually try to maybe endure some suffering now, and maybe there's something of a deeper learning that's going to go on here, of a deeper joy, a discipline, a deeper that's fulfillment. Right. Yes, and so you could look <clears throat> even at temptation as there's opportunity for growth because there's pain involved of some kind. That's right. It's an escape. It's always an escape. Well, from what? From the alternative stress and sadness and Mm -hmm. unvalued. We, We heard a previous podcast where a guy was feeling unvalued and, and so he was working, working, working to try to get worth and value. It's like, right? That's painful. And, well, and I have a question then, because I'm thinking uh, of the of the person that may be listening, um, maybe one of the people that might be speaking right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Asking the question, okay, now what if what if I don't feel like I'm in a place where I'm I'm mature, or I have the character, or I have the the heart to handle this well? How do I? How do I start to pursue and grow that and gain maybe that heart, that character, that that deeper That's a good question. Because when I'm in the pain. Yeah, because you know? I would ask, are you doing it when you're not in pain? Right. Yeah. You know, are you working? Are you being open-minded? Are you looking? Are you pursuing? It's so exciting to learn things. I, it's not true of everybody. But I like learning new things. It's like I just stumbled on this treasure chest of things. And so I'm reading this book about Lyme's disease and pain. And people would go, oh, my goodness, how can you read it? It's like it's so fascinating because I didn't know anything about Lyme disease. I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. And a, a deer has a bacteria. A tick bites it. Then that tick comes over and bites you. Mm-hmm. And this little girl in the book says, Mommy, my mole's moving. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was too- I mean, it's just full of rich stuff because this guy's a really good writer. But we're talking about the whole idea of 
What do you do when pain hits? Because it's going to hit all of us, right? Mm-hmm. And even if it doesn't hit you, it could hit your spouse. Well, and, and that changes your dynamic. You know? I was even thinking of another very real kind of pain that can feel chronic. And that is the pain that so many wives feel when oh, they are facing yes. betrayal from their spouse. And that it's not yes. only happened once, it's happened multiple times. And and yes. how does she bear up under that? And how can she see that? I mean, I... I it's not something that I think she's going to look at on the front end and say, oh, a growth opportunity. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so how would you speak to those people out there that, yeah, maybe intellectually they can they can understand yeah. what you're saying about a growth opportunity, but emotionally in their heart, they're like, this is just crushing me. This is killing me. Yeah. No, I think you have to survive that. You have to get on the floor and cry and thrash and kick and act like a two-year-old that didn't get what you wanted. Because you didn't get what you wanted. And we're, now we're adults and we just throw bigger fits and we shake our fists and we thrash. And the, but the problem is that doesn't solve anything, right? We all start by thrashing and anger and kicking the dirt, shaking our fists. I don't want this. I'm not going to do this. Until, of course, you wake up and go, okay, I guess I got to do it. I couldn't make it go away. Mm-hmm. So first we thrash, right? Then we settle down. Then we go to work and get better or we get bitter. And and really, what I'm hearing in that is is you're you're talking about what the process of grief yes looks like right yes that's right pain is always going to require us at some point to enter into a grieving that's good that's process. absolutely right because as soon as you said that it's like we thrash around what is that that's denial right and then I'm yeah. going to get angry and then I'm going to bargain and I'm going to do all, you know and at some point I have to recognize I can't change whatever this thing is that right. that's hurting me or that's happened to me, but I can get to a place where maybe I can release it. Well, and, and the last part of grief in that DAB, DA thing yeah. is, is acceptance. Acceptance, yeah. And if I can accept it, if I can accept it, then I can start figuring out what am I going to do? What can I move? What can I move? And that's What's, where I hear, that's from what you've said earlier, that's where I guess you would you would start to see that deeper work yeah. of, of being able to maybe even find peace and joy and something of a, of, of a security in your faith yes. as you walk through that. But I think we're also probably talking to a lot of people that they're in the midst mm. of some kind of pain. They might not have gotten to the acceptance part or whatever, and and maybe we can get back to this idea of how do you live with pain? Because I think that's what this guy was talking about in this book. It's right. We'd love to be able to look at it as like, I shouldn't say love to, but I mean, I think back on when my father died. Mm. There's absolutely a pain there, right? But I can grieve that, and that was a that's something that's done. I, while there's a certain aspect that I carry with me, Right. Of that. It's not as if, oh, you know, because I grieved that, there's no effect that that can have. On my, but but it's not like. No, it's still a sadness that lives there. Right? Yeah, it it is not like a 24, 24-7 physical ache in my bones right. that I'm having to live right. with, with like cancer oh, no, or something true. like that. That's right. And so I think there is a distinction even between what I can sort of complete in dealing with certain kinds of pain to grieve them. And then what you're talking about here, which is how do you live with pain that doesn't go away? Right. So it's interesting because 
the, my aunt died a few years ago. She was a brilliant woman, could remember so many details. She remembered you, your job, your dog. If, you're ki- if you had kids, your kids, their jobs, and their dogs. I mean, she could just remember years and years of information. And, and then I went to her funeral, and her body was laying there. And I thought, that great brain that she runs is still in that body. But the spirit is not there. Mm, mm-hmm. But she had a great mind, and it came to an end. It, and it, it just jumped out at me as we are spirits that live in bodies. Mm-hmm. We're not our brain, and we're not our body. We're a spirit that lives inside and runs a body. So when you say, how do I live? You know, it's like people have gone to war and come back with one less arm. Mm-hmm. How do I live in a body that just has one arm, right? Or a guy told me once, he was in the military and he got stuck in the eye and lost his eye. Mm. And yet he still has to live in this body with one eye. And you, you know these stories oh, yeah. of people that some, they either got brain tumors or they got hurt when they were little and, or they have CP and they carry themselves a damaged half side and, and you know, you're a spirit that lives in this body. And speaking of that, I mean, one of the things that you've got written down here is that pain provides an opportunity for deeper prayer. Mm. So can you talk a little bit about that, about what does that look like, and why is prayer then such an important part also, being able to process pain? Well, like I said, first we're going to thrash around, and in the end we're spirits that need to talk to the great spirit himself, right? Mm and say, well, what, what are you doing? You could heal me and cure me. Would you like to do that today? Right. You know, or you want me to go find some healing water and dip myself? What do you want me to do? I'd like to be healed. But if the answer comes back, no, this is your assignment. Okay. Mm. Right? You gave your life to me. You got an assignment. Everybody gets an assignment. And the question is, can you glorify me with that condition still? Mm. Am I still God, even above disease? So we have to have this dialogue with the spiritual being that just like we shared in, in an earlier podcast where a guy broke down and cried, and then a thought came to him. Oh, my goodness, I'm carrying this thought that is hindering me. If I move that thought, I might move to greater freedom. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of all the good stuff comes in the spiritual realm, I think. Well, and I think also one of the things I like that you, you put down here, too, is that truth doesn't change because we're in pain. That's right. And so maybe part of even the, the, the prayer is an opportunity to be reminded mm. of some things that are still true, even though you're swirling in this sea of That's agony right. and pain. Yeah. And one of the things you wrote down is God is good. It's not, that's not something that will change based on the pain that you're suffering. And that may take a while to uh, affirm (laughs) or to, you know, get to arrive at, sure. Because it can feel like, this doesn't feel like God is good right now. Yeah. Because like you said, well, he's all powerful. Couldn't he just, you know, send an angel and snap his fingers and, you know, fix all this. Um, But if God is good... When you're healthy, you got still good when you're not right. healthy, right? Makes me think of, uh, I think is Ann Voskamp in her book, one of her books, 
And this is a this is a line that just so profoundly struck Elaine, especially. Yeah. And it was a question that says, "Is God still good in the dead boy's house?" Mm. And it's like, oh. Meaning, but but the context is meaning, a, a meaning, boy had died in that house. In that house. Meaning, or? like, what do we what do we often say when uh, a little boy is cured of something? Isn't yeah. God good? God is. Or good. when something works out to the good, or yeah. something works out to the to, that we like. Yes. God is good, and then, but what happens when tragedy strikes? When the when the boy dies? When the and what she's saying is God still good in the in the dead boy's house? No, that's right. Like, and, and do you submit in that moment, saying, "I don't know why, but." You're good. This is not good. But and I think that's good. what we're saying here. Yeah. In our pain, can we get to a place that says, God's still good in my pain? Yes. God's still good, good in my suffering. God is still good in all whatever I've got to carry. So so I take that and, and flip it. God is good. And then I say, and all good is God. Why, why do I say that? Because I want to look for every moment of good. And thank God for that good. Right? Because I know God represents good. But sometimes when some blessing comes in, do we thank God for that blessing? If yeah. it's a beautiful sunset, whatever it is, you got a little raise, you found a parking space, your kid got over the flu, whatever. And you see good coming to you is the first thing out of your mouth, thank you, God. Because good showed up meaning your presence is here. And that's what I was going to say, too, is I think something that can that often indicates to me the filter through which I might be looking at life is whether or not I have a grateful spirit about mm. even the smallest little things of, yes. of good. Because when mm-hmm. you're going through a particular season that might be really painful or maybe you've got chronic pain in your life, and I'm thinking also then about so many wives that we deal with, right, right. that are just in the midst of total agony over the That's brokenness right. in their marriage. It's sometimes very difficult to see anything that's not colored yeah. by that pain. So even the good things that come in, right. what happens? It's all through that filter of pain, and so there's no sense of gratefulness or gratitude for that. It's almost like it's dismissed. Because I've got too much pain. Everything's. I'm but you're going to have to tell the audience what your wife concluded, how she could live with you. And I hope this is okay yeah. because she resolved the issue that you're presenting, right? Mm-hmm. How would a wife live with a husband? Flaky, breaks down, makes promises, doesn't keep them. How in the world could a woman do that? Well, there's multiple layers to that because I do not want to at all come across as saying that, you know, listen, if you've got, um, you know, an unrepentant husband who continues to be a complete jerk and is essentially being harmful to your life, yeah, you need to, you know, somehow figure out how to endure and suck it up. It's like, no, I'm not saying that because part part of her process, there was one part that was only hers that she could do and then there was another part that included me and the part that only she could do was to get to a point where it was like can she offer forgiveness to this despicable man that hurt her in such ways that grieving process that she had to go through to say i have been inflicted with pain that i didn't ask for that i didn't pursue that wasn't my fault and she had to get to this place where by going through that pain and rec- remember god is good 
God is still, you yeah. know, sovereign and he allowed this. Right. You know, that's one other thing that she really wrestled with God about is like, you know, you you could have prevented all of this from happening. I didn't have to go through this. Why did why did I have to go through, why did I end up going <laughs> right. through this? And finally working that out to a point where she recognized she wasn't God. He had given her like you said this assignment and that she was called at a certain point after grieving and and working through the pain to actually forgive me. That was the part that she had to work out just with her and God. Yes, and really that's what I was wanting you to say. She had to go through a thrashing around process, but really she's being refined and made deeper. Her faith is made deeper, right? And that part had nothing to do with how I was responding to God or doing anything. It was like she she had to work through all of that pain but didn't Herself. she also have to release you and say, mm-hmm. God, I'm still good. You and I are just fine. Yeah. Now, Lughead here, <laughs> right, you work on him, but I'm not so attached to him that if he goes up, I go up. If he goes down, I go down. Yeah, there was a release in many different ways, not only a release from the pain, but a release from from uh, outcomes or from what she— th- Expectations exactly. and hopes and wishes yeah. and— and promises, she just had to let all that go and say, okay, God, you're good, and I'm your servant. Uh, and then the the restoration piece was us together navigating new uh, pain propositions. <laughs> yeah. Because here's the thing. Even in, I mean, we've we've been, we're celebrating, uh, we've, we've been married for 26 years, and, um, and it's really, we're in a good place right now. But that doesn't mean that even now we're done with navigating pain, right. pain type issues in our because we don't always see eye to eye. There's disagreements. There's all those types sure. of things, and 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 yet it's good to work through those things. And we recognize, hey, God is still good. Yes, truth right. is still true. That's right. You know, and and, and right can, is still right. Yeah, right is right. Truth is true. And God is good. And so what you always have to remember in pain is, like, what's true north? Which way do you have to walk no matter what, whether it's light or dark, right? What's the north star? You have to write the, walk the right path and with the right beliefs about faith in God. And then I'm his servant. This isn't bigger than him. This is not going to kill me. I'm not getting what I want. But it doesn't change my heart yeah. for love and God and good. Well, listeners, we know that every single person listening or watching is uh, has some relationship with pain of some kind. That's and right. So whether you're a man who's struggling with uh, an addiction of some kind, or if you're a wife who is struggling with betrayal, or maybe you're a parent who's struggling with the confusion of raising your kids mm. in this culture, um, we are here to help you um, navigate those points of pain with the truth and grace of Jesus. And so we'd love for you to reach out to us and and let us help you navigate whatever season you're in right now. And so thanks for being with us, and we look forward to seeing you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio program. God bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.